Hey everyone, Tom here, Alpha Metallica, back with yet another solo episode. Here I'm doing my top 10 favourite songs. You may have noticed on the show in the past, there are similar episodes to this one where it's your man hosting solo here, um, going through, uh, first thing I did was top 10 Metallica riffs, then I did top 10 guitar solos, top 10 albums as well, and logically we're here with top 10 songs. I mean, I could... I don't know, I could arguably do top 10 worst songs or something, but it's not, you know, I think I think we're going to end it here. Um, but as ever, this is a collaborative effort, so I want to urge everyone listening, please get in touch. A lot of you have already, so shout out to everyone that, um, you know, forehanded the tr- tweet there and got in touch with metallicapod at gmail.com is where I want you to send in your top 10 Metallica songs. And please um, provide a little, you know, few sentences, if you can, why you love the songs, what they mean to you. It's always more interesting to have that alongside to read out. But yeah, as with, um, you know, the last sort of thing we did where basically I, I went, you know, through my own top 10 Metallica albums and I got you to send in yours. Let's do the same thing with this. So I'm about to go through my top 10 favorite songs and please submit your list. Uh, you know, comment below even if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, Email in is probably the best way, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Also follow us at MetallicaPod on Twitter, um, patreon.com forward slash alpha Metallica. Uh, if you want to help support the show, thank you so much to all the patrons that do that already. It is hugely, hugely appreciated. of a great, great help. And yeah, if you want to give back, you want to get access to episodes uh, before they come out on the main channel. That's your best way to do that as well. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Please leave us a review there. Leave us a um, you know a rating. I don't have uh, a huge giveaway uh, like uh, the gentleman Clinton Ethan, um, who, by the way, I'm going to be on Metal Up Your Podcast very soon. Very excited about that. Um, so look out for that episode coming as well. But yeah, I don't have anything like that yet. Maybe with more patrons I can. But um, yeah, if you want to help us out, you want to leave your review, that's very, very appreciated. So yeah, this is going to be a sort of off-the-cuff countdown, really, of my favourite Metallica songs. Um, And, yeah, we're not going to go too much in-depth, because obviously that's kind of what the show's for. Um, We've covered... I think we've covered at least one of these songs already in the show. Uh, Most of these seem to be a little bit further on. No, we've covered two. We've covered two so far. Um, So, yeah, just going through quick thoughts. uh, And the list itself wasn't too hard to make, I've got to be honest, um, I sort of went through Spotify and just, you know, any song that I like, adore, adore, I was like, okay, I'll put this into a playlist, and I think altogether it was like 14 songs or something, so it didn't take too much, you know, to trim away uh, to the ones that really, really mattered to me, I'm sure some of these, if you've been listening to the show closely, will become quite obvious, we have covered my favourite Metallica song, and I have to say it still remains my favourite at number one, but yeah, let's get into this, number 10, number 10 is the most recent song uh, that they've released on my top 10, this being My Apocalypse, uh, the closer of Death Magnetic. I fucking love this song. I think this song to me is the epitome of the type of thrash they were doing on on, on Death Magnetic. The way this builds, you know, the snarl, you know, that kind of that octave, that very, very, you know, just kind of, though it's pinching almost, uh, the gallop of the drums, uh, the, the, the dissonance, James is so dominant and explosive, very, very deep throaty things. For me, it's the way this song builds into real, you know, fast paced, um, you know, gallop, um, the way the guitar sort of hoists above with James as well, you know, where it's like, feel my name is devastating, and the way the guitar goes really low as well, and again, when he's talking about, when he's singing, cross dad, like, you know, and the guitar kind of rearing up on its haunches as well, the solo, I mean, look, it's late era Kirk, it's death magnetic Kirk, but I, I, I like it, you know, it's just kind of a savage, tight, clattering blast, and, um, yeah, My Apocalypse, for me, never fails uh, to get the hairs on the end. I think it's, you know, it, it, terrific closer. 
um, to an unbelievable album. My Apocalypse is number 10. Number 9 um, is Nothing Else Matters. I mean, obviously, a lot of the songs I'm going to be picking here are going to be Stone Cold Classics. There's not going to be too many surprises here. Attitude <laughs> did not make the top 10. I can confirm that. Carpe Diem Baby, neither. Um, Nothing else matters. What can you say? I mean, for me, I, I've always loved the audaciousness of the opening riff where it's just open strings, which kind of sounds quite tame, really. But I always quite like that, that, you know, but, but it's so musical as well. The, the the intro as a whole, when the guitars come in, there's something quite ethereal, quite creepy and mysterious and, 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 and magical, dare I say, as well, um, the way the accompaniment plays into it as well. James so tender-throated, uh, so, so beautiful, really, in this track, and the images that he pervades as well. Um, I love how it's all anchored on that, doo-doo-doo, just that kind of, you know, that descending kind of um, G, F-sharp, E, if you want to get really technical about it. But, uh, yeah, adore, adore this track as well. Um, I think the harmonies in the background are beautiful, and I love the fact that it ends in a solo. You know, it's a very classic rock sort of thing to have. Have the big ballad, have the solo at the end, and then just bringing everything back down again after we've had that, you know, enormous climax. Nothing else matters. Number nine for me had to be. Number eight is uh, Dyer's Eve. There's something so in intelligent about the acceleration of this song. There's something very cathartic. I love the way it starts. Um, kind of Atlas Risey to a certain extent. I don't know if that's kind of a, a left field thing to pull out there, but very justice altogether, you know, kind of uh, uh, the robotics, the machinery kind of clanging in, and it's very colourful as well, reminds me a little bit of Damage Inc as well, where the riff will kind of have changes to it that maybe you can't hear, the songs are fucking fast as well, but in a, you know, engaging way, not in a, like I've been trying to get into Slayer recently, um, and I just can't really um mainly for the speed like it's not that it's too fast for me or anything like that like i've listened to a lot of bad guys and if anyone listens to those sort of british underground band um they're really fast and i really enjoy them slayer i find a bit muddy i, I can't really hear the riff maybe it's just my uh my dead ears there but dyer's eve i can you know dyer's eve um you know i just it, it's so compelling and you don't really have this in this era of metallica where james is just singing over a single dear mother dear father you know really allowing breath to come out there and the guitars are pulling out a lot of the melody underneath him as well songs full of surprises uh the solo especially whilst you know again it's kind of not you know, you know, some of the songs later in that list are there because partly of the solo. I think, you know, Kirk does incredible work here. This, not as much. This is more just a straight-up Marty Freeman, Jason Becker, look at me sort of thing. We've still some good... Like, I, I like when it has the kind of whipping and the descent into the main bulked-out riff. It's tricky, it's jerky, it's, you know, it's interesting. But this song is more about, you know, the songwriting altogether. And, yeah, it's another closer, um, similar to My Apocalypse. Um, and, yeah, another unbelievably good song. Number seven is Blackened. Um, already discussed this song with, you know, great friend of the show, awesome guy in general, Ethan Luck. Um, shout out Ethan. Uh, we came on and did that song together early on in Alpha Patelica, um, uh time frame there. What can you say about Blackened, really? Um, I mean, you know, this is number seven, but really all of these songs are kind of tied for number one, if you know what I mean. You know, they're all like my top, top tier Metallica songs. It's a riff. It's the greatest thing old uh, Jimmy Newstead ever bought to the band and the, the reverse intro and the world building, I think, is one of the things that I love so much about Blacken as well. The imagery, I think, you know, we've had this sort of scorched earth policy in metal as kind of rote, really, but I think James just... You know, Fallout-esque, I suppose, to a certain extent. He gets his um, Bethesda on. I, I said before, when we did our top ten riffs, my favourite ever Metallica riff is the kind of... I guess you'd call it the post-chorus riff. The... Yeah. Cannot, 
cannot get enough of that, cannot get enough of the sort of guitar playing all over Justice, really, where they were just kind of being a bit more ambitious with what they were doing. And yeah, Blackened as well has just enormous chorus and a da-da, da-da, da you know, I don't, I don't, you know what these songs are, I don't need to sing them and ruin them for you, but um, yeah, I just think Blackened is utterly, utterly terrific, I, I adore the song. Uh, number six is For Whom the Bells Toll. Um, number six is for whom the bell tolls. Um, number six is for whom the bell tolls. I remember seeing this in Birmingham. I remember, I mean, my arm was numb from pinching myself that I was seeing fucking Metallica. But yeah, seeing them perform this song in particular was just, I mean, what a classic in every sense of the word. Like, you know, it's a Frankenstein kind of song where they're bolting on all these riffs. But each riff is better than, you know, the tome of the bell into kind of I guess the the cliff dominated riff of the dun 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 and then that dung, 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 dung. maybe my top Metallica moment ever in a song maybe not the best song is when the chunky guitar comes on top of the bass when it oh my god that just yeah and then it pulls out into the main riff and obviously Kirk doing the solo on top just before that as well the way the song collapses as well it breaches open at the end with that wow just yeah. Really, really, just, um, again, this is a song that I worship at. Um, I just think it's absolutely wonderful. I think the sense of space in this song is terrific. The pauses that they have and, um, you know, again, pulling from different influences as well, similar to Black and using the kind of just you know, killing and death, but in a kind of, you know, Hemingway context, which is always welcome. So, yeah, For Whom the Bell Tolls. For Whom the Bell Tolls. I always say Bells Toll, Bell Toll. Some guy always calls me out on it on YouTube, so yeah, whatever. You know the song, For Whom. Um, number five is Master of Puppets. I have Master of Puppets as, like, the band's Bohemian Rhapsody, to a certain extent, just because it goes so, you know, so many places, so many elements, so many switches. Even when it's kind of returning to the heavy stuff towards the end, it just has a lot of, you know, intelligent compositional ideas that I think push it forward really well. Um, what else can you really say about Master of Puppets? You know, it's... One of the greatest songs on one of the greatest albums ever. It's one of the greatest title tracks. You know, it's anthemic to its core without ever, you know, shortchanging any of what made Metallica great. The central section, fucking hell. I maybe like that more than the heavy stuff, to be honest with you. The harmonies, James's solo as well. The bends, the gorgeous, the tones. Just, yeah. Michael Wagner... Um, he was on Metal Podcast, great interview recently, and, and Fleming, and all the people on that record, just, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. Number four for me is One. I think One is, um, you know, a, a real masterpiece of, of Metallica's. I think, you know, it's just so elegant and and troubling and haunting and, you know, again, the imagery for me. I think that's that's a lot of what plays through a lot of these songs, is, is what it conjures for me um, when, I, when I'm into it. And I think Kirk's work on it is, you know, unbelievable. Like, even, like, the, the you know, the, the harmonised solos towards the end when the song becomes a real jackhammer, but then, the, you know, the softer, daintier moments, um, the quite thin tone as well when he's leaning into the song. Everything's so singable as well. Um, and one has, you know, the Metallica sort of Jekyll and Hyde thing that they always do so, so well of going soft into the hard. What I mean, one is inextricably paired to the video as well, which, I mean, me and Sam Wells did a little musical video a series, which will be continuing in the new year, and we discussed one at length, and, you know, it just it just makes it all the better. But even without, you know, that, that sort of a moving picture accompaniment, it's still a stellar, stellar song. So, top three. Um, number three is Fade to Black. I think Fade to Black may be the first Metallica song that I ever really loved, actually. I remember being on my dad... 
and we were driving back from my nan's or something, and I'd had loads of music put on my computer by my older cousin, I think I mentioned this in the first episode, and I burned a CD of kind of stuff I was sort of into enjoying, and um, we just listened to it in the car, and was it Steve Vai's brother, which I think is a fire garden, which is, is it a fire garden, the Passion Warfare, I think it's a fire garden, which is fucking... Those early Steve Vai records, fuck me, they're so good. Passion and Warfare, Ultra Zone, Fire Go- Yeah, well, it's not a Steve Vai podcast, but anyway, Brother Played, love that song. If you want, if you're in the mood for some, uh, you know, some 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 big bendy ballads, check out Brother. And then Fade to Black came on, and I remember being quite taken away by how genius it was. I remember hearing the opening solo over those chords, which, by the way, Fade to Black and One sort of similar intro riffs. As, I don't know. I guess it's you know it's that same. What is that? It's a B uh, power chord, but you know. Th- those displays uh, that Kirk was doing really, really stunned me. And the second solo as well, um, the second intro solo, intro solo kind of solo playing over before we get into the verse. Um, the song famously has no chorus, although I'd argue the sort of main riff is the chorus. You know, that is the chorus sort of thing. Similar to One Again, it, it doesn't necessarily go, you know, um, kind of like, you know, slower pace into something more heavy, but it definitely has a move. And when it has that main riff that kicks in as well... Um, it never fails to get me excited. I think that's why I love Metallica so much. It's like I've listened to a lot of music for a lot of years now, and certain songs have lost their luster, but Metallica is still absolutely spotless for me. I cannot get enough of these guys and the genius they produce. So yeah, Fade to Black, though, for me, it gets this, you know, near top spot because of the closing solo. Um, You know, it's real classic rock, and it just keeps building and building and building. And, you know, I love the solos, similar to Night Train by Guns N' Roses, which, again, is one of my all-time favorite songs, all-time wrote solos as well fucking hell that final solo on that song but i like solos that fade out but they're getting better as they fade out and i'm always just trying to like at the end of fade to black and at the end of night i'm always like trying to hear just a bit more of a lick you know um so yeah fade to black is number three number two is orion um the instrumental from master of puppets i was saying on the twitter before that i think it's one of my favorite pieces of music ever made um i think i think the central riffs um the structure of those the movement the trundle uh, is very compelling and hearing the bass kind of playing against the chorus lines is excellent obviously the main uh, movement in the middle um, which is anchored around kirk's bass and then you know, sort of climaxing in his solo i i think it's breathtaking really i think the harmonies of the guys um I was watching a video recently um, that brought tears to my eyes. Actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm a man to say that. Of them playing Orion, I think it was like 2009 or eight, and they get to the part when they're doing the sort of guitar harmonies with the bass, and you see Kirk like James is lost in his own world, and you see Kirk like look at James quite 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 lovingly, um, like a brother. And someone in the the top comment is, and it's got like you know hundreds of upvotes, and it's like Kirk was looking at James and they're thinking of Cliff, and you know and it's just it's tied to that really the loss um that the band has suffered and and you know the inexplicable sadness and tragedy that befell them is intertwined in this song even though this obviously happened way before um well a little while before but yeah uh you know orion to me is something truly truly special i think metallica elevated the instrumental in the metal band form you know to something beyond uh what it ever was and really you know yeah, obviously, Cthulhu's great, and Delivers to Die, and Anesthesia, and Suicide Redemption's, nah, it's, I don't know, I don't think it's very good, but, you know, Orion to me is um, just yeah, on a different plane, and that final solo that takes us out of the more melodic movement, it always feels to me as if, like, 
it's the song is collapsing. There's something about Kirk's frenzy playing in that, and the slight inversions to the chords as well. And and, and again, similar to Fade, you know, Orion just fades out. There's no solo, so you're kind of just hearing the riff as it goes. But that just makes it even more ominous to me. That it doesn't just end like say Call of Cthulhu ends. It just kind of you know retreats and goes somewhere else. So yeah, just before we get to number one, quick countdown uh, how we got here. Number ten is My Apocalypse. Number nine is Nothing Else Matters. Number eight is Dyer's Eve. Number seven is Blackened. Number six is For Whom the Bell Tolls. Number five is Matter of Puppets. Number four... Number six is For Whom the Bell Tolls. Number five is Master of Puppets. Number four is One. Number three is Fade to Black. Number two is Orion. Number one is obviously Creeping Death. Um, me and Adam Deans, the Irish battle rapper, shouted Terminal. I saw him perform just this weekend. He was excellent. He caught another body. Um... We discussed this song at length. What what can I say about Creeping Death? Quite a lot of people who've sent their lists in have had Creeping Death at number one. It is the best Metallica song. It really is. It's emblematic of everything the band stands for. It has probably seven or eight, like, moments in it that I think are absolute gold. You know, from the intro to the die riff to the solo. You know, to, to the theme, to what the song's about and how James is embodying this, this plague as a narrator. I just think it's, you know, transcendent really stunning uh the superlatives i'm sure of repeating myself it's quite hard to just sort of talk on and on and on uh hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this but yeah get back to me top 10 metallica songs what are your favorites rank them give me reasons why we'll do an episode in a week two weeks uh going through your list check out all my previous top 10s on the channel as well if you haven't listened to them before i did top 10 solos top 10 riffs top 10 albums um if you want to come on the show if you want to discuss a concert or a DVD or, you know, I've got some cool stuff coming up. We've got an episode on S&M coming up. Um, we've got an episode on the Load Era. It's me and Adam are going to do our sort of History of Megadeth and Metallica episode soon as well. I've got something that I don't really want to say what it is yet, but it's kind of something new for the show that, I don't know, I think it could go down quite well. So we'll see. We'll see. It's a bit of a different uh, edge for Alpha Metallica. Obviously, look out for me on Metal Your Podcast. Subscribe to Metal Your Podcast. I'm sure you know who the fuck they are by now. But yeah, if you don't, check out Metal Your Podcast. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, again, for listening to me ramble and um, for downloading the show, for following the show. If you want to help the show as well, leave us a review. As I say, Patreon, introduce a friend to Alpha Metallica. You know, let them know what this thing is. If you enjoy it as well, share it with them. And yeah, thank you guys to everyone that listens to the show from all around the world every week. It is greatly appreciated. I just record this in my little living room in Oxford, and it goes all out into the ether waves. Um, I don't know if that, the ether waves is it. I don't know. Whatever it is, I've been rambling far too long now. This has been my top ten. Thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you very soon. Bye.